Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take. You got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. It's the Full Goal presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. What's happening, dude? Black What's man. going on? Hey, there he is. There you go, my guys. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? <laughs> Everything good with y'all? Yep, yep. Uh, I found out I was old because Butter Pecan has become a top three favorite ice cream for me. Oh, yeah, man. You're so, welcome. Yeah, I've I've reached the threshold of yeah yeah. This oh, is, yeah. I'm an adult now. This is it. Uh, yeah, that's the pinnacle. Welcome. Yeah, the older you get, <laughs> the the more butter anything becomes more uh, palatable for you because you know we we singed and seared the shit out of our taste buds over you know the 30 years, 40 years in my case that we've been on the earth, and you know we've poured hot sauce on every goddamn thing, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and vibed in a new port or two. You know, in in, in, in a life that in, in a life that I you know don't like to claim, but yes, I I was a uh, <laughs> was a Newport short smoker back in the day when when life was a little bit too stressful for a young nineteen year old running around town <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell this life is going to give me, right? Working at U, working at UPS, looking at looking at thirty five year old dudes with muscles on top of muscles, and I'm like, man, this is is this gonna be my life? You know, like, <laughs> am I gonna be stacking trucks? So hell yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Butter pecan is the shit. You should, man. We need to stop running away from things that we truly like just because mm-hmm. we think they, you know, they they're, they're not. They come know. with a connotation, or yeah, or, or, yeah. yeah. You know, like if you enjoy a good bu- uh, a scoop of butter pecan or butter pecan, like that's the, to me the biggest issue is the correct pronunciation of it. Like, do you go pecan or pecan? Huh? Uh, I think I go pecan. See, of course, because you know, because you're you. You know, Southside. South yeah, black, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say it, and I knew Jesse was thinking it, but he couldn't say it. <laughs> That's why I let you guys, you guys have yeah, everything. Yeah, for I, sure. I just stand in the back and laugh and smile, yeah, and yeah, everything's yeah. good over here. <laughs> See, since since Rudy doesn't give a shit about the pod anymore, you have to be our resident white man and Latino, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. So. That's a bad combo, man. That's not a good combination to be in. What resident white man and Latino? I mean, that those two. Com- you could do worse. <laughs> you you can do a lot yeah, worse. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Tony. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, but nah, oh, we, that about, was cool. We got one. Well, he tried to run for government. Lost yeah, man. Yeah, that was, you know, that's one of them ones where it's like, you know, what, what'd you expect, fam? Like, you took these people's money and ran away for the loss, you know? But hey, what are you going to do? Like, worse shit has happened in this state. And will continue to happen, by the way, in this state. Oh, yeah. yeah, we live in the, we live in the state of, uh, uh, you know, no gooders. <laughs> Get out how you live. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of the state of no gooders, hey, I want to say this. And, you know, you know me, Tony. I, I try to prepare for this pod as meticulously as I possibly can each time. And I think the content reveals that or reflects that. And for all you in the background laughing and shit, fuck y'all. Okay? Because I'm being serious when I say this. But, you know, I schedule my days around the pod that's coming up next. You know, I, I, I say to myself, guess what, Jay? It's a Friday. It's a Saturday. You don't have to watch the Sox, but you got to get in there because you got a pod on Sunday, right? It, the, the Cubs are running around with dudes who ain't vaccinated and can't go up to Canada and play the Toronto Blue Jays. But guess what? You got to find some some motivating topic or some personal thought about a team that is, I don't know if anybody's looking around, but like there's a, a ton of optimism for the Chicago Cubs here in this city for over the last few weeks. And, and meanwhile, the Sox is shit in the bed. But I, I, I say that to say this. <clears throat> this morning, I was like, you know what? Because this entire weekend has been a mission for me, Tone. You know that Football is back, right? We call it, you know, week zero, whatever the hell you want to call it in college football. We got these bum-ass preseason games wrapping up in the NFL. You get, you get, like, this little nasty, like, Pro Bowl week period where nothing is going to happen, right? Like, like just before the Super Bowl back in the day where you're like, oh, here comes that week of Pro Bowl nonsense, and now we can get to the real thing. Like, it's going to be – it's going to feel like there's a longer time to wait for real football than there actually is. But we're in that little holding pattern right now. And the rhythms of sports are supposed to drop you off into the next season, just like that. And you even look at the important dates, right? For the NBA, Christmas Day is their, like, unofficial opening day for the casual fan because the rhythm of sports, all right, your football team might be ass right now. Here comes your favorite basketball team, and they're ready to roll, right? Baseball, uh, guess what? We built the bridge got you to the end of the preseason, and now you're supposed to be going on a playoff push, here comes football for you. But no, Chicago sports don't treat you like that. Chicago sports pretty much a la carte you to death. Ah, you still like this? Because you can leave this at any time if you want to because they don't give a shit about you right now. Go watch some football. Go watch some preseason football. But I plan these pods around the games that we have to watch as observers in this city. And I want to say something right now. You know, I've struggled with religion all my life, right? Like asking the right questions, getting the answers that make me feel good about things. And all, I mean, it's all arrogance. It's all, um, you know, it's all, all want to have everything uh, boiled down nice and neat for us so we can try to figure out what stories we need. Not, not what stories, but what upliftment we need and what faith we need to, to press through the tough times, right? Like whatever God or whoever you believe in, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't quibble, right? If you do believe in a higher power, if you don't believe in a higher power, but I have had my questions and I have talked to people, you know, theologists and, and all types of pastors, reverends, priests, you know, imams, like I've, I've tried my best to have as many conversations about religion as possible because as a kid, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, Calvary Baptist, but as a kid, I used to get kicked out of Sunday school. Like I, I used to get in trouble. I used to, I used to, hey, Shelma Dean, stop bringing your grandson to this church. I, I used, there was, there was a time where I couldn't go on the, to my grandmother's house. You know, God, God rest her soul. I love you, Grandma Shell. 8845 South State Street. 
is is every weekend from like age five to about <laughs> 16. I spent every damn weekend at my grandmother's house. And I loved it because I had my uncles there. They were like my big brothers. You know, it was a different, it was a different vibe, right? You go from the north side and then you just get dropped right on 88th Street and you get to learn your way around things. But I couldn't go to my grandmother's house without bringing my church clothes. So what did I do? I started to explore church. Yeah, you gonna have me down here in this basement learning with these kids about this God thing and Jesus? All right, cool. I got questions. And I'm the same person I am now as I was when I was six, seven years old. So after multiple times getting kicked out of Sunday school or asking questions that grownups didn't really want to answer, and it's like, why the hell is this child questioning the word of the Lord? I've gone throughout my spiritual journey trying to figure out where my lot in life is. And I will tell you this. <clears throat> If you ask (laughs) who or what made a way for me to not consume White Sox baseball today, you know who I'll tell you did it? (laughs) Tony, that's right. God did. (laughs) Because what happened to me today, what happened to me today, I take my old ass out there, play a little basketball this morning. Shout out to the fellas over there at Taylor Park on 47th Street. Bunch of old dudes running into each other, you know, just, you know, trading, trading sweat and, and, and probably COVID and everything else. Just, you know, all, all the foolery that we shouldn't be involved in ourselves in. We should be golfing at this point in our lives, right? We should be out. My man, Marcel, he said he was going out to Cog Hill. I was like, I'm going over to 47th Street. Probably, you know, get a chip tooth, hurt my ankle, you know, throw my shoulder out, that kind of thing. That's what my Sunday should feel like. Do that get myself together around 11 o'clock, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. Get back to the crib, take a quick shower, maybe stretch out a little bit and then get, get involved, get really into this White Sox Diamondback series that has already, already started off pretty poorly in the first two games. And won't you know it, my fiance had a blowout on I-55. Yeah, going south. On I-55 had a blowout. So, This is what I want to say. Shout out, by the way, to all the tow truck drivers out there, because apparently none of y'all were on the road this afternoon or this morning. And I know Sundays are important to all. I know there's labor shortages all over the place. Right. And and I'm being serious when I say shout out to the tow truck drivers and shout out to the uh, first responders and, you know, all the you know roadside assistance people like shout out to IDOT, period. Right. But man. I sat on the side of a road today for about three hours waiting for a tow truck. And that entire time I was sitting there like, give me 20 more minutes, God. <laughs> Get, give me 15 more minutes, God. Because I was listening. I was listening in part to the Diamondbacks White Sox game on the radio. And I'll tell you right now, it sounded as gross as it felt probably watching it. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez hitting what he thinks is home runs and taking trots and only to be caught up the wall, right? <laughs> you got Tony Russa talking after the game about he shouldn't be fr- you shouldn't be frustrated, you should be angry and motivated to do something about it. Uh, so great speech, General Patton. Like we 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 hear you out here, and and then you, you then you got Jose Abreu saying that we believe in the old guy. I can't tell y'all how quickly. I am getting ready to detach from this season the moment the Chicago Bears play the San Francisco 49ers. Week one of the NFL season can't come quick enough. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And 1, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. 
Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Hey guys, this is Ozzy Guille and you are listening to the full go with Jason Goff on the ringer in a Spotify. I'm going to tell y'all right now because you know what? White Sox fans, maybe we were wrong. Hear me out. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe, no, no, and you know what? I'm not going to speak French on this. Maybe I was wrong. Me, Jason Goff, Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff. Shout out to all the people who are running up on me in the street. Like, hey, man, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, man, I appreciate you. And then they just sit there and they stand there in my face. And I'm like, uh, uh that's all I got. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not going to spit a show for you right now. So, you know, if you're waiting for me to curse at you or you're waiting for me to laugh at a joke that you Antonio, your... Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I wanted to kind of keep us out of the dance, you know, vibes. But yeah, that, that's what they want. But shout out to y'all for sharing and subscribing and doing all the things you do for the pot. But yeah, man. I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong to think that this team had newer heights to reach. Maybe I was wrong to think that the progression or the natural maturation that takes place with professional athletes once they taste some success was going to obviously display itself in this situation because you had a young, hungry team. You had a young, hungry, talented team. Maybe I was wrong for thinking Luis Roberts should be treated like a guy who not only has MVP talent, but was going to put it together this year for the first time, right? A couple seasons in, you get your book on the pitches around the league, you understand what you do, you understand what you don't do well, and now you're trying to fine-tune that game as you go along. Maybe I was wrong in believing in Luis Roberts the way that I did. Maybe I was wrong in thinking that Eloy Jimenez was going to you know, be the, quote, little poppy that he was sold to us as three years ago, right? You know, David Ortiz walked his ass into the Hall of Fame this year. And what I heard was, hey, man, this, this dude right here is going to have himself a stellar career. And he still may. He still may. In fact, I'm banking on that he will. But for this year, for whatever reason, often hurt. He's put together. Hey, listen. If you look at Luis Roberts' slash lines, if you look at what Eloy Jimenez has done in the limited amount of games, you might say to yourself, ah, it's all injuries. Because that's what this season is going to be blamed on. Let's keep it funky. There's enough of a, a weird spider web that has entangled this entire franchise. Because Jerry Reinsdorf, at 86 years old, he can do whatever the hell he wants to. It's his team, right? And this is his favorite, this is his labor of love, baseball. Right, where Paul Canerco gave him the baseball is one of those legendary Chicago moments, right? Not the six championships that Michael Jordan won. <laughs> no, no, no. Paul Canerco handed him the last out of the World Series. It's his favorite moment. And I don't begrudge him because it's his favorite sport. As a kid growing up in Brooklyn, New York, this is what he appreciated the most. So now, fast forward to 2022. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong in thinking that the general manager should hire the manager. Maybe I was wrong in thinking that, man, this is the last I'm going to hear of Kenny Williams' name when it comes to an underperforming team. See, I like the last year and a half, two years, we ain't heard, we ain't heard hair no hide in terms of what Kenny has to do with this team, the fingerprints that are on this team. It was like a good four-year run where, man, it's, it's Kenny. He's making all the moves, and, and Rick Hahn is, is sure is bubbling mad about it, right? Yeah, maybe I was wrong. But now what's happened is you've got, okay, so the owner hired the manager, which means now I, you can't go after the general manager because he put together a team that you kind of liked as a fan. So in the end, we're looking at this team being as average as average can get, we're looking at them committing the same errors, the same base running mistakes, not running at times, and you got the old guy at the helm, who was Jose Abreu called him this, got the old guy at the helm, who we can't really question because, yeah, he's been out for doing for 10 years. Oh, by the way, you can't really question the general manager because, hey, he can just look at you and be like, I thought I put together a pretty good team. They, they, the seventh highest payroll. 
in Major League Baseball. This ain't the Chicago White Sox where it's like, man, go throw some money at something. All right, here comes Albert Bell. This is the White Sox team that has been, I thought, finely crafted, handpicked, put together. So maybe I was wrong in all those things for the last two years, telling people, hey, I'm sorry, three years ago, four years ago, telling people, hey, man, 2020, (laughs) y'all better, y'all better recognize, get all your jokes out now, talking shit to my Cub fan friends, get them out. Yeah. Now what? So maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong in thinking that Jose Abreu was going to be the Cuban whisperer on this team and it was going to lift all spirits, making sure that everyone runs, making sure that every gold chain is tucked in as you're rounding third base and heading home is waving Joe McEwen is, is, is making sure that you score. Maybe I was wrong. Like this, this season isn't on anybody, seemingly. So it's got to be on us, the White Sox fans. And like I said, I won't put you in it. It's me. Maybe I was wrong about this team. Maybe I was wrong about thinking that Lucas Giolito was going to continue his dominance. Maybe I was wrong in thinking that, you know, Lance Lynn is the final piece, kind of like John Lester was for the Chicago Cubs, though those many years ago. Was it 2014, 2013? So, yeah. If nobody deserves any blame and this team is just full of injuries and that's the excuse we're going with because, you know, injuries can't be an excuse for great teams because, you know, you put together one with all the depth that would manage through these injuries. Oh, guess what you did, too, at the trade deadline? When you needed power, right? When you needed, you, you said, damn, we really ain't hitting the ball over the fence. You go out and get Jake Diekman. What'd you trade for Jake Diekman? You traded Reese McGuire, defensive catcher. What do you need right now? A catcher. <laughs> Yasmani Grandal, been banged up. You got Sebi out there doing his thing. And then, of course, Carlos Perez, who, if he was walking down the street, I couldn't point him out. So, yeah, this season isn't on anybody. You could put it on the injuries. You damn sure can't put it on Tony LaRusso, right? <laughs> you damn sure can't put it on Rick Hahn. And all of a sudden, Kitty Williams is like out here getting catching shrapnel. Right? I'm sure Kitty's, I'm sure Kitty's, you know, he, he's gone down to the clubhouse, right? That was the report. He's gone down to the clubhouse and told dudes what he will not uh, accept. So, yeah, let's blame it on everything else. Let's not blame it on the players. Let's not blame it on Rick Hahn. Let's not blame it on Tony LaRusa. Let's not blame it on Jerry Reinsdorf. Let's blame it on us. And like I said, I will make it about me, which I always do. Thank you, everybody in the back who's laughing. Yes, I was wrong. I was wrong to think that this team and this division with this talent would be able to run away with it. Instead, the White Sox now sit five games. That's right, five games behind the Cleveland Guardians and also behind the Minnesota Twins still. In a month of August that everybody thought, let me stop again. See, I keep doing it. I keep putting the blame on everybody else. In a month of August that I thought that they were going to make some hay. Right? Couldn't wait to talk about the Texas Rangers and the Kansas City Royals and Detroit Tigers and all. Oh, we're going to run through all these people, huh? 12 and 15 right now in the month of August. So guess what? I'm going to stop being wrong. (laughs) That's what I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop thinking that things should just happen because you've shown me a baseline of talent and productivity. I'm going to stop thinking that yeah, running hard just can't get through. In ga- I mean, in game 130-something, you sh- if you ain't running hard then, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just not going to start here anytime soon. Picking up the baseball, too much to ask for. I understand. It's not y'all. And it's not us. It's me. I'm the dummy for having these expectations. Or, or, the White Sox have put in and continue to put in one of the more frustrating and frankly, because of the competition, embarrassing seasons that I can remember. And that, I mean that with no diss. It's been embarrassing. It's been embarrassing, I'm sure, for people in the organization. It's been embarrassing for White Sox fans who are talking king shit 
like myself, <laughs> it's been embarrassing. They're the most disappointing team in Major League Baseball this year. And I don't think it's close. So, again, White Sox fans, time to point that, that thumb, right? It's not on Tony La Russa. How dare you? It's not, it's, not, it's not on Eloy Jimenez to run hard. It's not on Luis Robert, you know? It's not on Tim Anderson. It's not on Yoan Moncada, right? It's not on these guys. It'll probably end up being on Frank Minichino. <laughs> but it's not on any of these guys. It's not on Rick Hahn. It's not on Kenny Williams. It's not on Jerry Reinsdorf. It's on you as a White Sox fan. And more importantly, it's on me. Because guess what? I'm finding out every single time now, especially nine times over these last 11 games, that I was wrong about this team. And I hate being wrong. But what I hate even more is continuing to be wrong. So I am letting go on this here date. What is this? August, where are we at? 28th? August 28th. A, a blessed Sunday evening, as my mama would say. I am no longer talking this playoff talk about the Chicago White Sox. I told Stop you last it. month, Jay. I know I you did. You last month. I hey, was like, God damn it, Tony. It. I know you told me. That's why the fuck I'm admitting to it now. Because I know your ass been waiting on this bullshit moment right here. I know why. I know why. I was, I was like, they, they showed you what they were. All right. They asked, they, asked for the, they asked for the space in the room in the freestyle circle. And then Man. peed themselves. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. ask. To, you can't say, look at me, and then pee yourself. Who does I'm that? Not- uh, I got a story for you on that. We're going to get back to, to, to a preschool memory that I have that is, <laughs> that is etched in my brain for eternity. <laughs> so I always wonder why this kid was peeing in the trash can, man. <laughs> like, he would always go in the trash can. I'll never forget. Hey, shout out to Busy Beaver. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that was a daycare for all you fucking weirdos out there. <laughs> That wasn't the name of the kid who just <laughs> who ended up peeing in the trash can all the time. <laughs> That'd be a wild name, though. <laughs> like, man, Busy Beaver just, well, oh, shit, he had a big bottle of water, y'all. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to get these little office trash cans out of here and get us a big Rubbermaid joint. <laughs> Busy Beaver's at it again. But no, nah, man, I understand, Tony. And that's why I'm saying I was wrong. I, I can be wrong. We're wrong in life quite often. We're wrong professionally at times. We're wrong personally when it comes to relationships. We're wrong in some of the, the, the moves that we make that we think we have fully vetted. And, and there cannot be an, a reason why this could go left. Things go left, right? Like today, me being on the side of the road for three hours. And by the way, whoever came up with the road trip is a goddamn masochist, Okay. Because I'm going to say this right now. Shout out to my fiance and shout out to me. And you, yes, you all just heard me right. I just shouted out my goddamn self because <laughs> pressure filled moments where you have to be in a car together and, and there's despair around and you, you don't know when the end is going. To, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Oh, you should have saw me, Tony and Jesse. You should have saw me, boy. I was out here. I was looking good, boy. I had to, I had to, you know the summery shirt on. You know I had the I had the, the the white linen pants on. I was I and this thing I wasn't going anywhere. I was just gonna walk around like an old man all day with <laughs> with sandals and summer pants on. You feel me? You talking about butter pecan shit? I, you could hey if I had hair it, it would have smelled of, of Dax wave grease. You hear me? <laughs> they said all the mints. Oh my god! All the mints in my in my in my left pocket and like four dollars worth of change, change in my right yep. pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah, and all the keys, right? No drawers <laughs> on. I had the full <laughs> outfit. You feel me? All I needed was a turtle top van with Newport smoke billowing out of it. That's all I needed. It going to a Frankie Beverly concert. Like I was in that. I put that shit on today, Tony. You feel me? Only to be sitting on this. Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, shout out to AB. If you do, you see these receivers doing this Antonio Brown celebration every oh, time yeah. they score now. Yeah, oh, yeah. you motherfuckers, boy. They should have never gave y'all motherfuckers money. <laughs> so it's, it's like the boys wilding out. This man is not a part of the league, and they're just doing his dance every time they score. Like you're making it worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's the kid, it's the kid in class that no everybody's like, hey, don't look back there because if you look back there, it's gonna be. Bad. And everybody's looking back. They're doing this man's dance now. But yeah, man, 
I was in the car. Like the the <sighs> we made it out alive, right? We made it out alive. We we you know we we are intact as far as I can you know tell. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we said too many words to each other since since the three hours in the car. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things you got to get through it. But man, now that I think about it, I, I hearken back to all the road trips. Like, Jesse, Tony, did you guys' family engage in road trips? Like, like just jump, everybody jump in the car, or everybody jump in the van and you, you know, you go somewhere. Did, did that happen for you, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Frequent trips to Minnesota. Uh, the fuck was y'all going to do in was- Minnesota? Mall of America, man. To a kid, that was heaven. That was the cheap version of Disneyland. Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. Camp Snoopy? <laughs> we was all in there. Hold on. <laughs> See, all I had was I would get thrown. I would just be like, come on, we're going to Mexico. With there the it snow. is. And that's, so it wasn't really like a, it was a road trip, I guess, in <laughs> definition. But it was just like, I had no choice. It was like, now we're going to Mexico. Let's go. Like, hey, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, why do I have bundles of marijuana attached to my body? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so we're muling, son. Just shut your ass up. We're, we're at a I mean, you okay. know. Yeah, I'm just saying right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to being able to make jokes that other people can't make with the people. I, 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 pre- uh, I truly appreciate that. That's the best. You know. That's my favorite. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, That's right. my favorite. Shout out to Blackness, right, Tone? <laughs> I mean, you're in trouble for that line, but I don't give a shit. Keep it in there, Jesse. You give a fuck. <laughs> you kidding me? I spent three hours on the side of a goddamn road today. You hear me? But the, the, again, whoever came up with the road trip was a masochist because today made me think of all the road trips that I went on as a kid. And they were brutal. They were absolutely brutal. You feel me? You, you know how it's going to start. Everybody's cool. Everybody's happy to be in the car. Right? Oh, we're going somewhere. Guess what? Mine didn't really even start like that. Mine would always start as a kid because it was always Thanksgiving or going on a road for, for, you know, a Christmas celebration of some sorts or something like that. Yeah. Why are we going to a less comfortable home? Because that was always the case. Why are we going to a less comfortable home or someone's crib to go kick it at? And, and they are hours and hours and hours away. And why are we flying, Dad? Like, do we, are we not doing well enough? Like, I, I, you work, from, you go to work at five in the morning. It doesn't okay? matter. We drive. Yeah, but this is the other thing, too. Yeah, like, your dad didn't fall asleep while driving as well. So so it's like, should there be two cars? You know, kind of like a president-vice president situation in case one of y'all don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> in case, not, and it's not one of y'all, in case you fall asleep, you know, should I be in mom's car, right? Should we Should we have Shana in your car in case we want to extend the name if something happens to us? Like, like what are we doing here, right? But we would always pile up in the car and then go, and, and this is, this is going to be bad because family's going to hear this, but I don't give a shit. We would pile up in the car and go to someone's crib that was a thousand times less comfortable than ours. And it was never my mother's idea. So I was always in for the shits like, oh, wait, around mile 200, this is about to get good. At some point, someone's going to not address something that they should have addressed maybe weeks, months, maybe years ago. And it is about to fly in this, in this car. Like, Road trips are, are how you break up families. <laughs> like being in a, in a, all cars really are, are rolling death machines that get us from one place to another. Being in a rolling death machine with people who, you know, you're going to have to be like, it's not like, all right, you get in the car with somebody and y'all go y'all separate ways. You got to be in a car with somebody that you are getting ready to be around for the rest of the time you are on enemy territory. You know what I mean? Like who thought of this? And why? And why am I thinking like I want to do it to chance things now? Because I I am a gladiator and I want to get through the road trip, uh, you know, uh, gauntlet. You feel me? But man, yeah. So that was the day to day. That was the day. My 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 belief and and uh, thoughts about a higher power were renewed uh, because he or she found it uh, suitable. Me be on the side of a road for three and a half, four hours and miss White Sox baseball, visually at least. So I didn't get a chance to watch Eloy Jimenez not run out <laughs> a fly ball. I didn't get a chance to watch the White Sox offense sputter uh, inning after inning after inning against a, uh, what is a, a tough Diamondbacks team. 
Not really. But yeah, I didn't get the chance to do that. So you got it, big fella or big sis or whatever up there because you did it for me. You did it. And I appreciate you. And and I got through the whole day without listening to Jay-Z's nine and a half thousand minute long verse. So yeah, man. Yeah. Today was a win. Today, even though the White Sox didn't win, (laughs) even though the Cubs got two of their young pitchers who can't go to Toronto because they're not vaccinated, yeah, today was a win. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Oh, Tony, I'm I'm trying not to to be this guy. Trying, you know? You know I'm all seashells and balloons, right? You know I'm a, I'm a <laughs> big black ball of sunshine. <laughs> By the way, album comes soon. <laughs> big black ball of sunshine on your iTunes, on your Spotify, anywhere you can get it. <laughs> It'll be me just smiling on records. So you can't hear any lyrics. You won't hear any. <laughs> you won't hear any content. You just hear mid-production and just hear me smiling. You're like, man, Chase, big black ball of sunshine. Oh my god! Now this is gonna be a thing now. Some idiot on Twitter is going to refer to me as Big Black Ball of Sunshine. I shouldn't have started this segment the way I did. I digress. Yeah, man. I don't know, Tony. I watched, I watched Justin Fields and Luke Getze against the... We back, baby! Hey, we back! Hey, listen, listen. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing this. And I don't even give a shit if you're just messing with me right now. I, it, it was really close. I'm like, 13 and 4? You know, 12 and 5? Like, is there a bye week in here somewhere? Like, what are we really talking about? Paris is a Super Bowl, fam. Oh, what? my God. I like, I, at this point, I'm just like, what's the final score? You feel me? Like, <laughs> at what point will the Bengals or the Raiders or the Bills or whatever AFC, you know, uh, lamb that has led to slaughter, where, where the Super Bowl at this year, Jesse and Tony, real quick? Now, let me know where I can find the Super Bowl this year. Pretty sure it's in Vegas this year. Oh, I'll double check, but I'm, a, oh, I'm about 85 percent sure it's in oh, Vegas. Oh, fellas, let's book the trip now, Jesse. Bill, let's Jesse, go. Let's Je- go, Bill. Oh, Bill. You know what time, hey, you know what time it is. Hey, Bill. I know we are one of the podcasts that is on the pay no mind list, but let me tell you something right now. If the full go isn't oh, in I Vegas, lied. it's in Glendale. Oh, we can we can we can cook in Glendale, Arizona. You know, I heard, I heard I'm Glendale that. Slaps. I oh, listen, listen. I have there had, must be a reason. It's like the third or fourth one there already. Hey, I have had many, and when I say many, many a good night in the Glendale, Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Many a spring training story to be told. Kidding me? Say to Frank Thomas's old crib one one weekend out there, and it wasn't because I was doing anything, you know, like amazing or ballish, like. It was because uh, Dan Bernstein's parents had rented Frank Thomas's crib <laughs> and, and, and invited us over. And we went down to the liquor spot because the, the crib had a like a liquor, pretty much a liquor store in the basement. <laughs> like, like it was it was just cabinets full of full of liquor. And we went down there and poached me and Matabaticola and we enjoyed our time. And also the mission, man, that is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in all of this country, maybe all of the world. Right. I'm, you know, I've eaten Mexican food in Mexico. So shout out to shout out to Glendale. But yeah, Jesse, Tony, get on Expedia, get on whatever you got to get on, because I'm maybe I'm the only one still using Expedia. I get made fun of every single time for it. And yes, I still have Hotmail for all the people out there who want to laugh at me being old. But get on Expedia, figure out the dates, the flights, and everything involved. Because what I saw on Saturday. Boy, there's, the football arousal levels are high. You kidding me? I'm knocking shit over here on the office table. Like, I, I, I am happy that the Bears' offensive play caller gives a shit about the health of the quarterback. He's not an like, idiot. He's not an idiot. <laughs> like, like, moving the launch, like, moving the, 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 the launch point of the offensive play, moving, moving, the quarterback period. Now, there's going to be times <laughs> where, you know, there are going to be corners and outside linebackers sitting on some of these bootlegs <laughs> and sitting on some of these waggles and sitting on some of these, you know, misdirection plays. And Justin Fields is going to have to be real Justin Fieldsy, right? 
the scary people weren't out there that last game, but there's going to be some scary people. And and that's, you know, that's, I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm. Listen, I know, I know what the Bears' offense isn't, right? They're not good. But I'll be damned if the, the one thing that Tony and I talked about on Friday here was, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing not just Justin Fields, but Luke Getze get his shit off. Like, coordinated offense. I know it's all vanilla, and I know, yeah, you're, you're happy that, you know, he's dropping a couple of passes in in that second game. But against the Browns, where they played 30 snaps, this man went off. He went off. The pass that I liked the most was finding Cole Komet in the scramble drill in the back of the end zone. Because these are the things, we're, we're going to have to see this man run for his life a lot of this season, right? You could talk about this young offensive line and how you feel about it and, you know, they'll gel together, this, that, and the other. Yeah, until they do so, this man, his raw ability and raw talent are going to have to come to the forefront. So the, the three tight end look, I'm, I'm not just happy about it. I'm glad that Luke Getze and the, the game plan and, you know, the, the the conglomerate, the, the the brain trust that came up with the game plan, they understand their wide receiver situation. They know guys are banged up, and they know guys aren't good. So throw out the three pass catchers at tight end that you had. Let them run around. A little misdirection here or there. You got Kari blasting game. You got a fullback getting involved in, 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 in the tri-level, you know, quarterback bootleg scheme that, that's going on. Hey, you got short. You got deep. You got intermediate. Pick your poison. Half the field is your oyster. Get off. Do your thing, Justin. Like, that's what I've been waiting for. And the Pittsburgh game was the the only time that I've seen that young man perform with a sense of confidence. And in that, he was still learning the dance as he was going. And he's learning now, too. But he's a little bit more familiar. He's a little bit more acclimated with what the NFL speed is going to be. I haven't seen Justin Fields be that confident since he was wearing a Buckeye helmet. And it's important. It's important. I, I thought that the, they should play as many snaps as they possibly could. Injury be damned because you need it. <laughs> this team, if you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers-led offenses of the world, the Tom Brady-led offenses of the world don't need it. This team needs as many reps as possible. And defensively, listen, I, last pod, talked about Justin Jones, three technique, how important that is. Fifth-year player out of NC State played some pretty decent football against the Browns. Now, I know, I know. It's Jacoby Brissett, right? It's not Deshaun Watson, right? It's not Nick Chubb. You know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of people who weren't on that offense. I got you. But all you can do is make the plays that are there. So I, I, I don't want to get too enthused because we all know what this team is, right? This is still the team that's going to have a top six, top seven pick in the NFL draft next year, maybe top three or four, depending on how the season goes. But the little things that you can grasp onto, the fact that Justin Fields is being uh, he's being used <laughs> like the quarterback he was drafted to be. He's being used like himself. You know, he's the, the empty sets for a rookie and, and, and the 30-some-odd dropbacks against Miles Garrett and an angry-ass Cleveland defense a year ago. That, that's not going to happen when Luke gets it. Right? Uh, David Montgomery, you, you saw him out there? David Montgomery is a ball player. I was wondering how is he going to look in the you know the zone uh, the zone read offense the the one cut and and get your ass up the field kind of offense. Well, he looked okay. Khalil Herbert looked okay. Like the running back room, I'm not I'm not upset with at all. That offensive line and the skill positions are what we're going to have to show and prove. But man, Justin Fields looked confident, and that's all you can ask for as a Bears fan. And on top of it, I hadn't realized in 29, 30 some odd possessions. Bears hadn't turned the football over all preseason. That's huge for a young team. That's huge because guys are out there who you're not used to playing with. Guys on the other team are out there trying to make plays on the football because they need to keep a job or win a job or stay on a team. To not have a turnover that far into the preseason speaks to the discipline. Like, listen, the Matt Eberflus era may just be gets you from point A to point B, and then when it's time to do some winning in three or four years, you go with the next coach. Or it could be the beginning of a long storied tenure of Bears football. We'll see. All I know is the, the bottom had to be recreated. 
the foundation had to be like re-sifted, re-tilled, re-cemented. And it seems like, especially on the defensive side, where guys are running to the football, guys making plays on the football, and you don't have your secondary out there for the last game, right? You, you, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, Thomas Graham, those dudes weren't out there playing. You had Kendall Vildor and Kyler Gordon getting as many snaps as you possibly, and Kendall Vildor actually looked decent. Now, I know, I know, it's against Jacoby Brissett and that offense, but you <laughs> watch Kendall Vildor be bad against everybody. <laughs> I've seen him be bad against bad players and good players. So the you're, not the only one, you're not the only one that said that, Jay, about Kendall. Yeah. But I'm like, he's he got to show me. No, no, I, I'm, not, I, no <laughs> I'm not saying, don't please don't believe me. <laughs> please don't think, Tony, that I'm like, oh, Kendall's out there getting ready to lock down. That's what it's starting to sound like. I just want to make no, sure. No, 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 Try, no, no. I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm enthused. I'm not a fucking fool. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I, I, I take that back. No, I don't take shit back. Kidding me? Just cut it out. I blame myself in, uh, enough in the first segment. That's enough. It's enough. No more. The, the self-deprecating humor is going out the window in this moment right now. But no, nah, the only thing, the only thing that bothered me, and you guys might guess it, is the halftime conversation or the, the post-half conversation with Ryan Bowles. Because... When the mention of Roquan, and shout out to a friend of the show, friend in real life, dude is out here killing the game, Adam Amin, getting ready to start another fantastic season uh, of, of NFL on Fox broadcasting. The man is shooting up the ranks. He is uh, as, as solid a contributor as you'll find in this city at what he does. That dude is outstanding. And him and Jim Miller did another great job in preseason football this year. Um, but when he and Jim sit down and have a gab fest with Ryan Poles and the, the topic of Roquan Smith comes up and we find out that Roquan Smith was going in the, <laughs> in the pregame warmups and there's was a little tightness, but I think that the, the phraseology was nothing that we need to worry about going forward. Well, let me tell you something right now. Immediately, I start to worry. <laughs> I didn't, you, you can't, it's like, I got a five-year-old. Y'all know this. Y'all hear him every on every one of these podcasts, might have to update it too because, you know, his voice sounds tremendously different. Like, I played his voice the other day for him. He's like, man, that was when I was a baby. I'm like, damn, it was, right? But it's like, a, it's like my five-year-old walking into a room and just being like, hey, daddy. I'm like, hey, how you doing, Jay? Hey, man, nothing. You ain't got nothing to worry about and then just walk out the room. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. So immediately, I'm on high alert, like, uh, what? What do I have to worry about? Oh, what did this kid just come in here and warn me of? Is there an intruder? <laughs> is, is, is one of the dogs turning into an alien? Like, well, what's really good? Like, you okay? <laughs> like, is there something on fire? Like, when you tell me I don't have to worry about a guy who, <laughs> who held out the entire preseason and training camp and goes through warm-ups and is a little stiff, I expect it, right? But term it as, like, Stiffness due to lack of uh, being in shape, or you know, we got to get him. In, you know, we've heard that before. Like, you got to get a guy in shape, or he's got to get his football legs. This, that, and the, all, all the foolishness that get thrown around when it's like, yeah, this motherfucker really don't want to play, but he's fine. You know, <laughs> like, like make me feel that way. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a little, little tightness, but nothing that we feel we need to worry about going forward. Well, now I'm worried because now I'm wondering if Roquan was like, you know. <laughs> We've come this far. And no need for me to no need for me to suit up against these Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you guys got it from here, which probably is what happened, right? But yeah, man, I, I I don't know if this enthusiasm is warranted, but the MVP of this season might just be Luke Getze, and I'm hoping for it. It's a double-edged sword because if, he, if he's the MVP too often, his ass is out of here and you're going to have Justin Fields with another offensive coordinator if he's still around in a couple of years as well. Just, it was good to have something to look forward to and then it actually paid off, right? Same way I'm looking forward to the Chicago Sky and the Connecticut Sun, you know, mixing it up again, right? Because, you know, Kalia Cooper, I mean, Kalia, I keep hitting it with the Cooper, Kalia Copper, um, you know, we, we know, we know how she performed not just against the Liberty, but the last time they saw the sun last year. So, you know, we know the meme, right? We know, we know the standing over and, 
and giving you that Philly stare, right? I actually ran it. Well, didn't run into her, but she was sitting not too far away from me in the, uh, for the, uh, Dreamville Shy League championship game. Um, shout out to everybody who put that thing on, by the way. Shout out to Dreamville and, and, and Jabba, uh, over there doing his, listen, there's a lot of dudes in this city who are behind the scenes basketball wise and, and, and make this thing go. My man Jabba is one of those cats. Shout out to Jason Campbell from Brand B Sports, uh, for inviting me and, all the Dreamville people, you know, Jay Cole and everybody putting on a great event here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, Jabari Parker was out there. You know, Talon Horton, Talon Horton Tucker and DJ Stewart and Bobby Portis is good to see BP. Um, still wish he was a bull, but yeah, you know, it was a good weekend, man. It was a good weekend. Got a chance to miss some bad baseball. <laughs> Got a chance to sit on the side of the road and evaluate life. and. Justin Fields look damn good. I, I don't know what more I can ask for on a beautiful weekend in the city of Chicago. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of activewear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around, I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf, presented by The Ringer. A Spotify original. Jesse, Tony, you guys uh, collect sports cards as kids? I didn't. My cousin did. Uh, gave me the baseball cards. Then mm. I lost the baseball cards. So Damn. Or somebody stole them. So I, I think it may be the latter. It was there you go. Good, so, there you know. you, I mean, shout out to, shout out to the E. Uh, Jesse? So I never really did, but... I did go whenever I found like a box of like random sports cards at like Walgreens, not Walgreens, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. So for like $2. So I bought them and yeah, they were, they were stolen as well. Oh shit. Yeah. So, this I is, collect uh, Pokemon and Digimon cards more. I have a lot. There you go. There you go. That's there what I was go. more into. Yeah. I was about to say, this is a, it's a sad childhood uh, <laughs> pod right here. This is <laughs> talking <laughs> talking about my my horrible road trips. <laughs> you motherfuckers <laughs> are getting your goods stolen from you left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn. Um, reason why I asked is I don't know if you guys saw this in the news, uh, and this is from mob.com. Uh, Heritage auctions shocked the trading card world on July twenty sixth when it listed a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card for sale, right? The card, which was given a grade of nine and a half from greater SGC and dubbed the, quote, finest known example, unquote, of a 1952 Mickey Mantle, quickly became a thing of legend among collectors everywhere, all of whom began to wonder how high the bidding would go for such an illustrious card. They continue, they got their answer on Saturday as Heritage Auctions sold the card for $12.6 million, making it the most anyone has ever paid for any sports item, card, or memorabilia. The transaction topped the $7.25 million sale of a T206 Honus Wagner card from earlier this month. 
So a sports car got 12 and a half, roughly 12 and a half million dollars at auction. That's uh, that's something. Because I'm going to tell y'all about my sports car collecting life. I'll never forget. I don't know why we were staying at the Holiday Inn in, in Evanston, down the street pretty much from the crib. I don't know why we were there as a family. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know why. Maybe I might have wanted into the hotel. I don't know what the hell. But there was a convention going on, right? There was a convention going on, and uh, I stumbled into the convention as a child, and I got my first pack of Upper Deck football cards. I believe it was like 1990, 1990, 1991. And there was this cool reflector card, right? And it was of Rod Bernstein, okay? Now, you kids out there, if you want to go ahead and Google Rod Bernstein, he's he's very, very um, unique in that he doesn't look anything like you think a Rod Bernstein would look. <laughs> and <laughs> he wore number 82, if I'm not mistaken, and he played running back for the San Diego Chargers, right? So I, I was hooked instantly, immediately. Like, this is like my new thing. I, I knew kids, you know, you got some weird-ass kids out there who collect stamps or rocks or, you know, shit like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm into sports already. You know, go get these cards, mess around and start trading. I never traded any cards that I got. I kept all of them in the sleeves, but I became a madman when it came to card collecting. I used to actually call this card shop in Skokie and ask them for different prices on the cards that I had. And I knew after a while they just got tired of this little dumbass kid calling every, you know, two days about a Brett Favre rookie card because I did have one of those too. I had a Brett Favre rookie card. I had all the, the basketball rookie cards you could ever think of, right? Glenn Robinson, Michael Finley. Like I was out here killing the game. Shaq, Penny Hardaway. And, and I always was like searching for the big fish, whatever that was. Like I, I'd go out and buy the Beckett uh, which would tell you how much the cards were worth. Like, I was a huge card-collecting nerd. So much so that actually, when I got to the Evanston Township High School and I looked around and I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be something here that I'm good at or can do <laughs> besides being short and fat and, and not attractive to any of these girls in this school. I know it will make me more attractive. Start the sports card collecting club. That's what I did. That's my claim to fame at the Evanston Township High School, right? But there, there was a, a, a deeper, darker criminal link that this habit bore because there was a time where I just stopped getting money to buy cards. And I was like, wait a minute, this, my habit can't just stop because y'all don't want to give me money. So I had like a little bit of an operation. I would go over to the Toys R Us on Dempster and Dodge and walk around I think I've told this this story on this this pod before. It sounds I, I, vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, I told a story about walking around and stealing cards from Toys R Us, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, my, my, then them calling my dad, and my dad pulling up on me, and my dad he man tossing my bike with one hand into a garbage can, like that, you know, ruining my entire summer, taking my wheels away from me, and and threatening my life in the process. I, I told y'all about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So. When I watched, when I saw this story and I read this story, I thought to myself, like, man, I could have been the kid who had the $12.6 million card if my, you know, if my operation hadn't been folded up by, by the powers that be. You know? All these, all this time, my father and my mother, everybody around me, hey, you stop playing video games. You're watching too much sports. Yeah, you know, stop talking in class. All this, and guess what? All they were trying to do this entire time was keep me away from money. That's all they were trying to do. Because fast forward 30 years, that's all I do is talk sports. <laughs> and I play a decent amount of video games. And, and, and I didn't have the third piece of my childhood, which was I could have been the dude with the 52 Mickey Mantle card that got us $12.6 million so we don't have to keep our head above water, making it away where we can. Oh, shit, I was about to break into the Good Time song, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's real like that. Yeah, so anytime I see any story regarding any sports card, any kind of big number, there's a shot to the heart. God damn it, and I'm too late. 
but I got to stop. This is this segment is getting out of control. I'm going to start quoting every song that I shouldn't quote. But yeah, mom and dad, if you're listening to this pod, right? All the things that you told me that 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 I shouldn't be doing. Well, guess what? I made a way. And we could have made another way out of the ghetto. We weren't in the ghetto. We could have made a way out of the ghetto if you didn't shut down the operation. If you cut under, like, I just finished Ozark, okay? And what that kid turned into from the beginning of that show to the end of that show, where now he is not only the muscle, but the real mastermind in the family, it could have been me. Could have been me. So uh, this is a message out there to all the parents. Don't shut down your kids' shoplifting operations, okay? Let them do what they got to do. Sure, they'll get arrested every once in a while. Sure, there might be a life of drugs and crime shortly after. But man, we're all out here looking for the big fish. So shout out to whoever got that big fish and auctioned it off on Saturday for $12.6 million. Shout out to that person. Bet you their family was supportive in their endeavors and their operations. Huh? Kidding me? The way your luck would have been, you would have found the the card as a kid, gotten caught, right? They would have called the police, and then the the uh, the clerk or whatever, like, hmm, I think I'll keep this one for myself. Oh, it's already co- out of the package. Of course. And now you see, twenty years later, hey, that guy had me arrested, and he took my card. And I would have been on a manhunt, and I would I would have just wired the bail money to whoever had it. <laughs> it would just have been as simple as that. Nah, man. Straight up. Stop stop, uh, stop stepping on your kids' dreams out there, parents. You know? Let them play all the video games. Let them do all the cursing. Let them shoplift a little bit. You know? Let them, let them, let them get... Let them, let them learn some things. Let them experience life out here. Now, as I tell you this, I'm not going to let my son do any of that shit, but let your kids do that. And maybe you might have a different way of life. Maybe you might be, you know, jet-setting the the West Indies. Maybe you could helipad into your high school reunion. I don't know why I thought of that just now, just because it's something that I wanted to do probably 10 years ago and I didn't get a chance to, but I digress. Stop stepping on your kids' dreams. Stop shutting down these operations out here. The scam, the jokes is always real. You know, shout out to all the scammers out there. You know, we got to have balance in life. Not everybody can run around here with their identity feeling secure, right? So stop stepping on your kids' operations and, and, and show a little bit more love to these little street entrepreneurs who are running into these stores because you might just be raising the next kid who runs into the $12.6 million car. I didn't even intro this joint. We just jumped we right, just jump right in it. Yeah, as well, we I mean, should. the last one, we started off with you laughing. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, sometimes you got to let people know what the tone is. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to come in here and be angry every time. Just when I talk about the White Sox. That's it. So (laughs) we appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, This has been episode 143 of the Full Go Podcast. We want to thank our talented, wonderful, you know, just illustrious, uh, magical, amazing production staff. You know, if you get a crew like this, you keep them together. You, you. You, you make sure you get those bird rights. You go over the salary cap. You do everything you possibly can do to keep this outfit together. Shout out to the man who has got the greatest no-show job in all of podcast history. You feel me? Like, you know, his name is Steve Cerruti, right? The shadowy figure known as Steve Cerruti. He is the Kansas City mob boss of the, the pod. Like, you, you, know, you know, we know he's around somewhere pulling the strings. We just never see him. And, and that's our guy. And we love him for that. Shout out to Steve. I love you, Steve. I think it's just because I miss, I miss Steve's, you know, you know, he, I, I miss his uh, humor and, and I miss his uh, warm embrace. Oh, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good warm embrace, man. Like <laughs> strangers come up to me and, you know, and hug me and I'm like, Hey man, bring it in. You know, this is the only way we're going to spread some love. So shout out to our guy, Steve Cerruti. And, and what are you saying there, Jess? What are you saying? You, you <laughs> I might have up. to cut that. that you, don't want, you don't want people hearing that, and then you're going to have everyone hugging you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, shit, run up, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, try to figure out what kind of day I'm having. You feel me? <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can judge, you know? <laughs> Is he smiling? Is he angry? Does his back hurt? <laughs> Did he get into an argument this morning? <laughs> 
like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and spin the, the golf roulette wheel and see what you come up with. Uh, the act of Jesse Lopez, always good to see our guy Jesse on the Zoom. Uh, and and he, uh, he allows for us to uh, make all the, uh, the, the inappropriate jokes because in the end, we're all just ridiculous people talking into microphones. And, of course, my main man, Tony Gill. Always love seeing Tony. It's been cool. We've had fun this pod. Um, not not like we haven't had fun on the other pods, but this one was, I think because of what the day was today, I think this one, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to land the plane. There's not enough angst in the day, you know? So shout out to Tony. Shout out to Jesse. Shout out to Steve. And shout out to you for downloading this thing, for subscribing to this thing, for sharing and rating and reviewing this thing. I'm seeing those reviews. We appreciate you out there for all the kind words. Thank you for telling your family and friends about this pod. Uh, and on top of that, I would like to wish someone a happy birthday coming up here because, you know, anytime people reach out and tell me that children are listening to the pod, I, one, find out how bad a parent you are. And then secondly, I'd like to thank those kids. So shout out to Evan for listening to the pod. He's got a 16th birthday coming up here, man. So shout out to you, Evan, for hanging out with us here on the pod. So for the fellas, I am Jason Goff thanking you for everything that you do for this pod. As always, uh, we'll catch you on Tuesday. Right, we got a lot more to talk on Tuesday. Uh, what do we have on Tuesday? Guess wise, I know we got, I know we got something cooking. Yeah, we got Pete Bursich coming up on Tuesday. We'll take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm, I'm gonna pick the Vikings to win this division, and I feel crazy because that means that Kirk Cousins is going to win this division over Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, we'll get into with Pete. I uh, got a jam packed week for you. Looking forward to talking some comedy with Roy Wood Jr. Get Antoine Walker involved, and James Jones is going to take a look at the Green Bay Packers for us. So check out the pod all week long. For the fellas, I'm Jason Goff. Thank you for listening to it. Uh, As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other and be safe out there. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.